When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We take a tour around European royal families, celebrate two members of the British royal family who were Olympians. Can you guess who they are? And talk about royal kids' clothes. All of it is right here on episode 34 of Podcast Royal. Welcome back to episode 34 of Podcast Royal. The podcast is now the same age as me. How about that? Um, how are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you? I'm well, I'm good. So I was, we just talked at length offline about this, but I've had an interesting week. So last Wednesday, I found myself in the emergency room and for debilitating back pain. And so I still don't have any answers. It was a clear CAT scan. So that is such good news, but it's also frustrating because I don't know what's going on still. So it was, it was a weird, uh, weird week, but I'm, I'm feeling better. I was on morphine and hydrocodone. So, uh, it was, it was a wild ride, but, um, I'm, I'm on the mend, so I'm good. I'm glad that you are doing better. That was so scary. And, it was. Um, you know, anytime something like that kind of pops up out of the blue, it, it shakes you up a little bit, but I'm glad you're having a much more back to normal week this week. No pun intended back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to ask for the last time and before our month long break, what are you into? Two things this week. So um, my parents, I think listeners know by now they live in Georgia um, and they came to visit me on Sunday and brought me a basket of fresh peaches from mm. the peach orchard near uh, where we live. And they have been so delicious. Rachel, I asked my mom today, I said, how many peaches is too many peaches in one day? Because <laughs> I am on a peach kick right now. Uh, but they're so good. It's such a great summer fruit. You know, I mean, if you've never had peaches with vanilla ice cream or missing oh, out. So um, yeah, definitely into that. And I am also into I'm pulling this up on my phone right now. But um, I heard an influencer on social media share something earlier today, actually, and she shared this song. If you have not heard it, um, I think it's actually a couple years old, but I had not heard it before. It's called Do Not Worry by Ellie Holcomb. Um, I love Ellie Holcomb. Huh? I love Ellie Holcomb. Yeah, she has such a pretty voice and I had not heard that song before um, and it was such a great song. So really encouraging, um, especially in today's world there, you know, feels like there are so many uncertainties and it's a great kind of calming um, song, you know, just about, you know, not worrying about tomorrow and, and God's taking care of you. So I um, wanted to share that with you and our listeners. Please text that to me because I, I've had such anxiety over 
this back situation and I would really um, appreciate that lift. So send that to me. Definitely. Oh my gosh. That's, I need that so bad. And some of our listeners I'm sure do as well. Don't, what's it called? Don't worry by Ellie Holcomb. Yes. Do not worry. Do not worry. Um, Ellie Holcomb has the most beautiful, pure, angelic voice. I love her. Love her. So I am, as I am every four years, our guest in this case, every five years, completely obsessed with the Olympics. I try to watch as much of it as I can while the games are in play. And here is a fun royal factoid for you that ties into the Olympics. Did you know Zara Tyndall won silver at the 2012 Olympic Games, which happened to be in London, in Team Equestrian? Her medal was presented by her mother, Princess Anne, who also competed in in the Olympics in the same sport in the 1976 Games. Anne actually suffered a concussion halfway through the competition, but got back on her horse and finished the event, though she says she cannot remember making the rest of her jumps. That's kind of scary. Um, Did you know that both of them were Olympians? Yeah, I did. I knew um, Zara had won a medal, but I did not know that her mother was the one that actually presented it to her. So that's pretty cool. And that she was an Olympian herself. So who's going to be the next generation of equestrian Olympians? I don't know. I mean, I think if I had to pick someone, I guess I would say Lady Louise. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the totally obvious choice. Yeah. she's in Zara's generation but she's uh, yeah not by age just by like uh family but right 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 well she she would be a contender for sure so okay moving into the royal rundown it's very very light this week which confirms our decision to take the month of August off because there is not much to say um we're gonna go real royal adjacent for the top news item and talk about princess diana's niece lady kitty spencer she got married over the weekend she looked absolutely gorgeous did you see this did you see her dresses plural she had like five dresses yeah i was gonna say that five dresses and absolutely stunning i mean gosh beyond so kitty is 30 she married michael lewis who is 62 i will reserve my comments on that um do your thing girlfriend in Italy, she wore Dolce and Gabbana. Um, her, her, I guess her, she had five wedding dresses. So I guess the main wedding dress, like the one she walked down the aisle in, was a Victorian-inspired look. It had puff sleeves, which kind of looked a little militaristic to me. I wasn't really so into that. But the rest of the dress was everything. It had a high neck, a cinched waist, um, and then that. Oh my gosh, I don't. Rem- I guess she wore it to the reception, or. I don't know. She had too many dresses. I can't keep up, but the one with the flowers on it, the Dolce and Gabbana with the, I mean, just, oh my gosh, listeners, if you have not seen Kitty Spencer's wedding looks, you have to look this up. So stunning. So Kitty is the daughter of Charles Spencer, who is Diana's brother. Her parents divorced in 1997 and Kitty grew up mostly in South Africa with her mother. Um, we'll have to put a photo up on Instagram of the looks because they were incredible. I mean, it was a total fashion moment. So uh, you you were impressed as well? I, yes, I um, saw the one of her like walking in the streets with the, mm-hmm. uh, the big, the big gown and the tool underneath. And that one really just like 
stopped me in my scroll. I was like, wow, that, I mean, that's really incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. I did, I don't think I saw all five though. I saw a few of them, a few of the looks on another site, but I need to go back and double check um, a couple of the ones that I missed, but that main dress was really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, just, it took my breath away. So speaking of Diana, I can't even believe this. She and Charles were married 40 years ago this week on July 29th. 1981 and Fergie and Andrew would have celebrated 35 years of marriage had they not gotten a divorce on July 23rd. Zara and Mike, by the way, will celebrate their 10-year wedding anniversary on July 30th. They were married just three months after cousins William and Kate in 2011. And I also want to go ahead and acknowledge some August birthdays we'll miss while we are away on vacation. As we previously mentioned a couple of episodes ago, Megan will celebrate her landmark 40th birthday on August 4th. Beatrice will turn 33 on August 8th. She was born on 8-8-88 at 8-18 p.m. How cool is that? Um, It will be her last birthday before welcoming her first biological child this fall. And the aforementioned Princess Anne will turn 71 on August 15th. So happy early birthday to all. And it has been confirmed Her Majesty is officially back at Balmoral. So it is time for summer break. And just as a reminder, we will be off all of August. We will return to your feeds on September 1st. And here I go again, finally, do not forget to grab a copy of our Summer Royal Book Club picks, The Windsor Diaries by Alethea Fitzland Howard and Prince Philip Century by Robert Jobson. Pick up copies and we'll dive into them after our break. So that's it for the Royal Rundown. What a short little rundown. So anything else for the good of the order that you'd like to add? I don't think so. It was, you know, we were just talking about this before we started recording, but it's, it's been a slow news week and that's pretty much why we're taking off for August. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's going to be like that all month. I will say a news item I didn't put on was that a lot of p- people were up in arms that Lily hadn't been added to the official line of succession on the Royal family's webpage, but she is there now. So there you go. Crisis averted people talking about that and I guess this is not true but they were saying the reason she may not have been added was um because she hasn't been christened yet uh which makes sense to me but um I don't know I'm not sure what the official rules there are so we'll have to look into that well she's there now so there you go (laughs) okay I'm turning it over to you to chat with us about a really cool topic royal kids fashion which I know nothing about so I'm ready to learn well, yeah, you know, I um, I do not have kids myself and you don't either. So that's not something that we are actively uh, looking into, I would say. Um, but I was thinking this week about how it just feels like we are in the dead middle of summer. I mean, we are here in Alabama and it is not only hot, but it's humid and sticky. And in Birmingham, we specialize in mosquitoes and all other bugs in the middle of the summer. Um, and so it just, it's crazy to think that, you know, fall is sort of around the corner and um, it'll be August next week. And, and that got me thinking that pretty soon, I, at least in the U.S., I know people will be getting their back to school activities going and, and prep. And I thought, you know, how fun would it be? 
be to do a quick little segment before we head off to our little break about uh, back to school and uh, maybe talk about some royal kids clothing fashion inspiration for our listeners if you're buying back to school clothes uh, for your kids or um, you know for other activities maybe this will be something to inspire you so um, Rachel do you remember back to school shopping when you were a kid yes and I and I really enjoyed it um, I was buying to throw back to last episode a lot of biker shorts. <laughs> my mom and I had the longest conversation after last week's episode about how many biker shorts I had because it was apparently even more than I realized. Oh yeah, me too. And I was just thinking about how you know we would go, we would get new clothes for school, which I feel like today a lot of kids have more restrictions than we did when we were kids. We kind of got to go crazy with, you know clothes and, and school supplies. And I remember when we were in elementary school, how big Lisa Frank was. Oh and my gosh. Yes. Sad. And, Did, yeah. Didn't you tell me to listen to a podcast about her and how like, it was just apparently like a total mess in that, in yeah, her company? Yeah. Apparently their whole business, which is kind of why they're not in business today was um, quite a disaster. So also, um, you know what I remember Speaking of kids, this is total 90s kid fashion. Skorts. Do you remember skorts? Uh, yeah, I would wear skorts today. Actually, sort of have <laughs> I, I had like five skorts on constant rotation. Like, I don't think I ever wore anything after I graduated from the bike shorts. I don't think I wore anything but skorts for like years. I love skorts. I think they're cool. <laughs> I haven't worn skorts in, since I was like 10 or 11, but I would. I would not be opposed to trying it again. <laughs> so one thing that I want to say before we hop into this is the goal here is to help listeners take inspiration from the Royals uh, styles. So I say that to say, I understand that a lot of what they wear is maybe out of reach for the average budget. It's pretty pricey. And I tried to keep that in mind today. So I'm going to call out a couple of brands that I feel like have reasonable pricing options or a little bit more in line um, with, you know, a more average uh, children's clothing budget. Um, but I'll also say that to say, you can definitely always go out there on these websites and look at the clothes that are for sale and just take inspiration from it and go find something similar at a much more affordable store. Um, that's always easy to do. So just keep that in mind. This is not um, a, a podcast episode to pressure you into buying super expensive clothing. Um, but I found a couple of articles in Town and Country and um, Hello Magazine and Mary Claire online, and they were talking about uh, some brands and fashions that the kids wear. And so that's kind of where I'm pulling this information from today. So let's see here. Um, we'll get started and we'll jump right in and just talk about some favorite brands. I've got um, five brands to mention to you guys. Um, first, no surprise here, Rachel, you can guess this one. It's Amaya Kids. Oh yeah. Charlotte's worn a lot of that. I've just read like articles. Of, I, I don't know a thing about kids clothes. I just know that they're really expensive and kids grow out of them really quickly. So, yeah. um, but yes, I, I have even heard of that brand because um, Charlotte's worn it, right? Right. Yeah. Well, Kate actually loves this brand for her kids and for herself. So you might remember back in 2020 and even some this year, um, the floor, the tiny floral print face mask, um, that Kate was wearing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 Uh -huh. 
Yeah, and then um, we've seen the Cambridge kids in this brand quite a few times, like you mentioned. So all three kids have had coats by Amaya Kids, as well as other clothing items. Um, so this is a great place to start for inspiration. Um, I will say this brand carries some pricier items, but they also have more affordable options. So, you know, for example, I was on their website earlier today, and on the same page, they've got this little tool dress. It's like almost $300, but then you scroll down a little bit and there's a really casual like cotton dress for under 40. So a pretty big range of prices there, but a really good starting point um, if you want to find some cute cl kids clothes. Mm. $300, the kid's going to grow out of it in five seconds. Is yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so next up is Mini Bowden. Are you familiar with this brand? Never heard of it. Okay, so Bowden is also, um, they have an adult clothing line for women, and Mini Bowden is the kids' line. This brand is just classic British to me. I love it. Um, the Cambridge kids have worn this brand on various occasions, and I just think it's kind of a fun, whimsical brand for kids. And I think it's something that you could easily incorporate brighter colors and, and um, some of the more trendier patterns, but still kind of pull off a little bit of a more royal look. Um, and, and the pricing on this brand is also more in reach. They've got a lot of dresses for the like $40, $50 range as opposed to several hundred. So um, really fun, very appropriate back to school brand. So next up, we've got Zara. I know you've heard of Zara. Oh, Zara, but they have kids clothes too? They do. Okay. I didn't know that. So yeah, we've seen Charlotte in a couple of Zara dresses, um, actually just like her mom. So, you know, Kate, we've seen in Zara as well, several times that so you might remember back in, I think it was early 2020, Kate had that, uh, pleated like leopard print maxi skirt that was from Zara. Um, we've seen her in a couple of blazers from Zara. So, um, Charlotte's got a couple of outfits here. Um, I will say their store, I've never shopped in the kids store, but their website and store can be a little bit difficult to navigate um, on the adult side when I've been in. So be prepared to maybe hunt to find some stuff. But I will say if you get if you do get something from there, it's very unique. And I think it will be a favorite piece because they've got just some cool, fun styles. Hmm. So next up is John Lewis. Um, I have John heard of this brand, but never for kids. Okay. Yeah. Well, John Lewis is like, it's a department store. We shopped there when we were in England. I bought a few things and they've got some more reasonable pricing options there as well too. It's just a, you know, like a nice classic department kind of store. Um, but has, so let's see, let me think back. Charlotte, I think was seen in um, a cardigan from John Lewis that we'll talk about in a little while, but um, jo Prince George also, he um, had a um, polo shirt that he was mm -hmm. wearing in his recent birthday photo, the, um, the one that the, the Cambridge account posted on oh, Instagram, yeah. that Navy polo with the orange stripes. So that was actually a John Lewis polo. I think it retails for about 15 pounds. Um, so a little bit more reasonable, but, um, the Cambridge kids have definitely worn items from that brand before. Um, so something you could possibly look into. I actually think they do ship to the U S. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. 
Um, and then Mango, of course, um, a lot of people are familiar with this brand, but it's another brand that they've got kids clothing and we've seen the Cambridge kids wearing. We've seen George and a couple polos from Mango um, and they've got a lot of affordable options. So those are just five brands. If you are shopping for back to school clothes, you may want to check their websites out and see if anything sticks out to you. So we'll move on from there and we'll talk just generally real quick here about classic patterns and styles of the royals and how they dress their children. So this is just kind of a general guideline if you're shopping for kids clothes. Um, when you're looking for your kids outfits, you know kids are always going to want like something with a cartoon character on the front, or they're going to want neon colors or, you know, sparkles or whatever. And I think it's important to remember that those things are totally fine for kids. I mean, there's an appropriate time for all of that stuff. And I, I really do think that the Cambridge kids are wearing stuff like that when they are at home out of the public eye. But in general, when we see them, you know, in photos and stuff that they're not wearing that kind of stuff. So I would say, you know, maybe, you know, if you're planning something for like Sunday at church or photo day at school or some other type of event, you know, keep the general like royal, um, style rules in mind and then, um, you know, have fun with the more trendy stuff on the weekends. But first up in our kind of general guideline here is um, some of the, the classic sort of royal elements that you'll see in clothing are things like horizontal stripes, solid colors, check patterns like gingham and plaid, polka dots, collared shirts like polos or oxfords um, for girls maybe like ruffles lace tiny floral prints um, when you do pick colors out for kids um, if you want to go the more royal route think like dark or muted or pastel um, those tend to be what we see most often and um, we don't really see them wearing a lot of like you know, again like the neon like the hot pinks or the highlighter yellows um, we were they're just not photographed and things like that very often. Um, we do occasionally see them in like a bright red or an emerald green. So those may be good options if you wanna go a little bit brighter. Um, and then some of the classic clothing examples are smocked dresses, riding boots, um, sweaters or cardigans, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, embroidery on clothing rather than screen print is a good way if you wanna get kind of a fun, um, you know, animal or character or something on a shirt, that's always a good option. And then for girls, I would say opt for simple hair accessories like small barrettes or solid colored ribbons and bows rather than bright patterns or, or like glitter barrettes. Um, I feel like the royals just tend to go a little bit more subtle when it comes to the hair accessories. Mm -hmm. And then so for boys on accessories, you know, we see them a lot in knee socks or ankle socks with shorts and then girls, they are often in tights or socks with their dresses as well. So definitely think about those little accessories that kind of bring the whole look together. Um, and then for an overall rule, I would just say when I've looked at their clothing, I've noticed that they always have a very tailored look to them. They're not oversized um, or, or loose fitting clothes. So, you know, think about that. If you can go with something that's just um, a little bit more fitted to their style. Sometimes I know with kids, we, one, we think it's kind of fun to do the trendy stuff, but two, you know, if you buy them a little bit bigger, they can grow into them. Uh, but we really, you know, the royal family's kids, like they do have very well tailored clothing. So 
Those are just some general rules. Did anything stick out to you, Rachel, that you said you didn't really notice the kids' clothes very much, but I'm sure you uh, had some memories jogged when I was reading that list. All I know is that when I look back at photos of myself as a child, I cringe and that (laughs) will never happen with the Cambridge kids because they're, they're just always impeccably dressed. Like there's no, like Lisa Frank, like (laughs) screen printed shirts on top of uh neon bike shorts on top of like socks and like really thick socks and like, you know, Reeboks, like there's, there's, or skorts, like there's just, there's, there's just like, I think every, like, it's a rite of passage to like, look back at your childhood photos and be like, oh my God, what was going on there? And like, I just don't think these kids are going to like, they're just, they're just like perfect little child models. Well, I'm sure they have some of that in their home life, but yeah, for their family, <laughs> they're I want to see George or Louie or Char- whatever. I want to see any of them in like, a, just like a, like a Lisa Frank, like, <laughs> like, like a Barbie or Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Or Ninja Turtles or something like, like just something really like, okay, that's a kid. Like, I mean, George <laughs> looks like a mini adult, like with, especially, oh, yeah. especially lately with his polos and his ties. I mean, he looks like a, a grown man who just happens to be in a child's body. But, you know, I mean, the future King of England cannot be seen in Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Okay, whatever, but I want Louie and some Ninja Turtles or something like hideous. I need to see these. I don't know. I don't know anything about kids clothes. All I know is that I've heard that they're ridiculously expensive and you pay for something and then the child grows out of it. So I'm all about the affordable yet also classic pieces. Well, hopefully we'll give some good ideas to listeners today and they can, um, you know, find something that fits their budget. So I really just wanted to keep this segment sort of short today and kind of talk general. And those were the overall kind of general rules. I'm going to call out two categories of clothing real quick here, and then we'll wrap it up. But the first one thing that we see Royal kids in all the time are sweaters. Um, So part of this is just the climate where they live, but also it's a really great accessory to like round out an outfit. So want to talk through like choosing sweaters for a kid. Um, First off, Mary Claire reminds us in in one of the articles that I read that for Prince Louis's first birthday photo, he was wearing the cutest blue sweater with a brown. Oh my gosh, I remember this. That was so cute. Yeah, so that sweater was by the brand Trotters. Um, You know, of course the exact sweater is sold out long, long ago by now, but um, if you want to kind of mimic this look, I would look for some affordable options and consider looking maybe for sweaters that have other types of animals like turtles or rabbits or something on them on the front. Um, and um, stick with that, that like knitted sweater kind of material. Um, so Town and Country referenced a sweater worn by Prince George on his third birthday. I don't know if you remember this one, but he had this like nautical looking sweater on. It was a khaki color and it had navy stripes and it had a navy whale on the front. Um, so that one was by Peppa and Co., which I think apparently is a, a favorite of Kate's as well when it comes to kids' clothes. But um, you know, one thing both of these had in common was it was that knitted sweater fabric. It wasn't a jersey or sweatshirt material. So definitely try to go with a good quality like wool or cashmere type sweater to just give it that 
next level royal look. Another option for sweaters would be to go with a solid color knitted sweater with some button detailing. Um, we see this a lot on the Cambridge Kids clothes. So um, there was another sweater that Louis was wearing around his first birthday and he was um, in this burgundy colored sweater and it had three little brown buttons just right along the left shoulder. Um, that one that he was wearing was from Elfie London. Um, but again, like I've seen tons of sweaters, whether they're at like you know, the baby, what is it? Crew cuts, the baby J crew or baby gap or something, you know, where you can get like the solid sweater with the little buttons on the shoulder and they're so cute and classic. Um, so staying on sweaters, you can switch it up a little bit if you don't want to do the pullover sweater and you could look for a cardigan or maybe even a sweater vest if you're into that kind of thing. Um, you mentioned Prince George looking like a grown man and I actually had this thought there's this picture of him in this navy Christmas sweater vest and he had um, it had little red soldiers on the front and he had it over this white collared shirt and he had on these black shorts and black shoes and I was thinking he looks like a little grandpa in this <laughs> picture with the little sweater vest on and it was so cute um look the Cambridge kids are perfectly dressed I mean they come about that honestly but it's a rite of passage as a kid to like just have awful moments and like awkwardness and they've just like never had that and I just you know I want them to experience the pains of looking back on childhood maybe it was just a 90s kid thing but I don't know well, I would say if you if you like the sweater best just be careful with those because I feel like often they <laughs> kind of goofy but his particular one if you want to know the brand it was Kath Kidston I love that brand I don't know if you're familiar with it Rachel but um I shopped there when I was in England and bought a few things and it's just it's a really cute British brand they've got all kinds of things like backpacks and bags and clothing and um they've got I think the prices are pretty reasonable if I remember correctly um, so definitely if you go with a vest, just try to look for some photos and kind of style something similar to that. Um, go with something fitted, not something too loose on the vest. Um, and then for girls, you know, we always see Charlotte in these little dainty cardigans and um, Kate tends to pair them over dresses. I absolutely love it. Um, again, I would say make sure that the cardigan, especially for little girls, isn't bulky. Um, and I would lean toward a solid color or a print that you can get a lot of wear out of. So when I was talking about earlier, her having the sweater for her second birthday, um, the Mary Claire article showed this one as well. You might remember it. She was wearing this light yellow cardigan from, it was John Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, and it had these little blue sheep knitted around the neckline and she had mm -hmm. her hair in this little small yellow bow it was very classic it was so pretty and it inspired me so much I was like I would wear a sweater like that <laughs> I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about she's adorable um yeah so really really cute so definitely cardigans for the girls um and then Another one I want to hit on was the Cambridge Christmas card from this past year when they were all in front of the stacks of firewood. I know you remember that card. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So Charlotte had on this really pretty sage green knitted sweater. Um, it also had the button detailing on the shoulder and it had this like little house and flowers and part of the ABC is across the front. Um, and all of that was knitted into the sweater. Um, and it was by Ralph Lauren. Um, and again, it was just really well fitted. It wasn't bulky and um, you could just tell it was good quality. Mm. So another thing that you'll notice um, when you look at the royal kids and sweaters is it's all in the detailing with how they're styled. So I would say 99.9% .9 of the time, they always pair their sweaters with a little collared shirt underneath or a collared dress. So, you know, even in the Christmas card, again, Charlotte had that ruffle collar under her sweater. Um, George always, you know, they pair him with the collared shirts and the collared pullover sweaters with them as well. And they just always really help kind of finish out the look. Um, so something to think about when you're you're styling your kids in sweaters. So we'll move on to shoes. This is just so out of my element, but I mean, there's, I, I'm sure there are tons of people out there, including myself, by the way, who are loving this and eating this. I just, I'm a fish out of, I'm a fish out of water over here. Well, I know if you and I had kids, we would, we would both be taking. Oh notice. my gosh. Yeah. When, when that happens, like we're going to be obsessed with this. <laughs> so I thought shoes would be kind of a fun one to talk about because I feel like they're often overlooked or like, you know, we just don't really pay attention to the shoes very much. Um, but I did find an article uh, from this very interesting website called footwearnews.com. Um, <laughs> and they talked about the uh, shoes of the royal kids. So we'll hit on a couple. We'll kind of go through the stages of life here in, in childhood. Um, for babies, definitely go with soft leather shoes that have an equally soft sole. So you have to remember babies aren't really walking around. So they don't really need like a tough functional sole on their shoe. Um, Kate, you know, we've seen her dress, um, her kids in these sort of soft shoes. Prince George had a pair. Remember a picture I saw of him where he was in like a white leather shoe with a little snap closure. Um, I personally am not a fan of big bulky shoes on babies who can't walk because I yeah. feel like they can't walk yet, but they're really, really good at kicking their feet around. And I just don't <laughs> want to get kicked in the face by a big shoe. <laughs> <laughs> True story. So definitely go with something soft there. Um, okay. So when they get a little bit older and they do start to walk, you can go for a more substantial sole. Um, a really, really popular brand that the Royals love. And honestly, I feel like everyone loves this brand is Start Right. Are you familiar with this brand, Rachel? No, I'm not. I feel like I'm like failing a test here. I don't, I is like it a you. kid's brand or is it an everybody brand? I think it's a kid's brand. I, I feel mm -hmm. like every, like, you, you would know this brand if you saw it. I feel like they're everywhere. Like kids always have these start right shoes, but I, I could be wrong, but they, they were really familiar to me. So mm -hmm. um, this is an old classic shoe brand. I mean, they date all the way back to 1792. And not surprisingly, Prince George is not the first royal baby to wear start right shoes. So we actually saw his dad, Prince William, in start right when he was young. And even baby Prince Charles wore start right shoes when he was young. Mm -hmm. um, so again, I think you would totally recognize these. They are the leather T-strap shoe. I'm about to they, are, 
Yeah, definitely. Google them. They, they pair them a lot with like the knee socks or the ankle socks on the little boys. Um, and they've got other styles. So we've seen George as he's gotten older um, and he stopped wearing the T-strap shoe. We've seen him in their loafers or their leather like lace up shoes. Um, one thing I noticed with George is we see him wearing a lot of navy and black shoes. Um, I can't really recall off the top of my head seeing him in like a brown shoe. I don't. Um, I do recognize these, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I knew you would. Uh, but he's often in black or navy, so just something to think about. You know, those are those are easy to match. Um, and then for girls, I would say again, go with a little flat leather shoe, something with an ankle strap and a buckle, like uh, the little Mary Jane style is really popular for royal kids. Um, we've seen Charlotte in various uh, little Mary Janes in different colors. One brand that Kate has bought for her before, and I hope I'm saying this right, is called Donia Carmen. Um, I don't know the price on that. I would imagine they're pretty pricey, but Mary Janes are very commonly found. So you can get them just about anywhere. But again, go with like a navy, a black, a white, you know, maybe a red. Um, we've also seen Charlotte match her shoes with her cardigan, which I think is really, really cute. So you might keep that in mind when you're out shopping, um, just getting the matching sweater and shoes. Um, but again, you know, you can just keep it simple um, and kind of tie the look in together with those really um, simple understated accessories. Now on the weekends, if you want to do something a little bit more casual, um, maybe you're going to the park or the ball field or something, I would say go with a simple canvas tennis shoe. Um, a brand that Kate really likes for her kids is called Hampton Canvas. Um, we've seen George and Charlotte in this brand before, um, and they often go with the, um, it's like a sneaker with a rubber sole, and it's like a slip-on shoe, so it doesn't have any laces, um, and they have all different colors, but this brand um, is handmade in Spain, and they go for about $35 a pair, so they're not too bad, um, and I do recall a photo of George in a navy pair. I want to say I've seen Charlotte in a blue pair too, but um, mm -hmm. if you Google those, you'll recognize that shoe as well. So, all right, quick recap here, and we'll wrap this up and we'll go on to our next segment. Um, just a couple of things that kind of stuck out, stood out to me as we talked through all of this. Um, one, again, go with tailored clothing that's not bulky or oversized. Stick with classic patterns and colors rather than trendy styles and screen print or character clothes. Pair sweaters with collared shirts. Pair cardigans with dresses. And pair knee socks with dress shorts. Um, go with subtle hair accessories. And then dress kids appropriately for the, uh, the occasion. So, you know, again, if it's a, the park on a weekend, you know, go fun trendy, but if it's picture day at school or something, you know, that's a great opportunity to go with that more classic style. Um, and then just remember that the classic looks that are made with quality fabrics, they might be a little bit more, but they will stand the test of time and they can be passed on to younger siblings or even younger generations. Um, and my last tip here is the goal is to, you know, choose clothes that really highlight the child. So, um, you know, we were talking about this, Rachel, we were like, we don't even know, you know, before I started digging into this, like what brands they're wearing or, you know, how, you know, how they're styled and, and all of this. And that's because Royal Kids Clothes really do a good job of bringing you up to their face and making you see the kid more so than just a wild mm -hmm. and crazy 
outfit that they have on. So that's a good point. Yeah, keep that in mind that the clothes should really highlight the child rather than um, the clothing actually make the statement. So um, yeah, that's my, my final little tip and we'll send it back to you. That was really interesting and informative. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. And by the way, start right is not spelled R-I-G-H-T. It's R-I-T-E. I yeah. learned that just now. Yeah, no, that was like, look, someday we're going to have kids and this is going to really matter to us because we want our kids to be fashion forward and classic and, you know, all of the things that the Cambridge kids are. And um, I think that's a really good segment because I'm sure a lot of our listeners are parents. So well done. Bravo. Thank you. I didn't know where to start with it. There was quite overwhelming because there's so many different directions you could take and so many different types of clothing. But um, if we do get a lot of interest from our listeners, we can always do like a part two. So I love it. I love it. Applause. That was great. So, okay. For our segment three, final segment, I have wanted to do this segment for so long, but the news has just been in such heavy rotation, literally all of 2021 that we have not really had the chance. So I know on past episodes of the podcast, we have featured two other European royal families other than the British royal family that we love, Sweden's royal family and Monaco's royal family. Um, Finally, we are able to do a quick primer on other European royal families, and it's the week, this week. So we're not going to touch on Sweden or Monaco. You can go to past episodes and hear more about them, but um, we are just going to do European royal families today. But before I jump into European royal families, we have been seeing quite a bit of the Japanese royal family, or correctly referred to as the Imperial House of Japan, during the Tokyo Olympic Games, there are royal families across Asia, Africa, the Middle East, Oceania, even the Americas. But we'll just focus on European royal families that we haven't yet covered so far because these royal families, look, could be a podcast all to themselves. So some other royal families have actually been in the news this week, like Luxembourg. And you jump in, Jessica, whenever you have something to say, because I'm just going to ramble on about these. I think they're so, look, there is so much drama. Like the British royal family is not the only royal family in Europe that brings the drama. Here's an example. Former princess of Luxembourg, Tessie Antony, who was married to Prince Louis of Luxembourg from 2006 to 2019, got remarried last Friday to Swiss businessman Frank Flossel, with whom... She is also expecting a baby. For his part, her ex-husband, Prince Louis, is also engaged to be married. Her sons with Louis, Gabriel and Noah, were in attendance at her wedding. Louis is the third son of Henri and Maria, who are on the throne now. His older brothers are Guillemet, who is the heir to the throne, and Felix. He also has a younger sister, Alexandra, and a younger brother, Sebastian. So if there was one to watch in the Luxembourg royal family, I'd say it was Tessie before her divorce. But now I really enjoy watching Claire, who is Felix's wife. And I know that you may not know the name Claire Princess Claire but I Jessica we've had conversations about Claire's wedding dress it was beautiful Uh, the Luxembourg women are so beautiful just like the Swedish royal family and they have amazing wedding looks I think I remember us talking about her um yeah yeah I'm actually looking at her her wedding dress right now and it is beautiful beautiful 
Okay, so we're going to jump over to Belgium now. Let's move over to another news item from the royal family of Belgium. So Belgium's former King Albert II had a child out of wedlock that only recently, after a DNA test, was given the royal title she deserved. I told you these other European royal families are bringing the drama. So Princess Delphine of Belgium just attended at age 53. She is finally recognized at 53 years old, her first royal event since her father officially recognized her as his child and therefore a royal. Her brother Philippe is currently the reigning monarch, but I consider Delphine the one to watch in the Belgium royal family. (laughs) You feel like totally gypped. (laughs) Yes, of course. I mean, and, and it took him a very long time to recognize that he had a child out of wedlock. So, um, and by the way, she was uh, at the event she attended, she was wearing some like really loud in your face outfit. So she's like, I am here, everybody. Like I am 53 and I'm finally recognized and here I am, boom. So um, (laughs) now we're gonna go over to Denmark. We're just hopping all over Europe right now. So like William and Kate, Prince Frederick and Princess Mary of Denmark are diehard soccer fans or football as the Europeans call them and met up with William when England and Denmark faced off against each other in the Euro 2020 semifinals earlier this month. And the comparisons between William and Kate and Frederick and Mary don't end there. Frederick and Mary's love story is very much a tale of a prince marrying a quote unquote commoner. And I love watching Mary and the work she does and the clothes she wears. She's my one to watch from Denmark. These families are big. I know there's a lot of people to remember. So I'm trying to dial it down to quote unquote, the one to watch, but you choose your own one to watch if you don't agree with me. So Jessica, do you remember about a month ago when we mentioned Princess Katharina Amalia of the Netherlands and how she turned down her inheritance because yeah. she said she hadn't yet earned it? So she's my one to watch from the Netherlands, along with her mom, who many of us have heard of, Queen Maxima. Uh, Katharina Amalia is only 17. So we've got a lifetime of following her to go and she is the heir. So she will be queen one day. So moving to Norway, this is a bizarre story. And I think, I can't remember what magazine this story, it was, it was either Elle or Vanity Fair. I can't remember, but um, there's a really interesting story about this couple. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's just kind of bizarre, but anyway, probably the Norwegian Royal with the most buzz around her is Princess Martha Louise, who fell in love with Shaman Durek a Los Angeles-based spiritual guide and gifted healer who counts Gwyneth Paltrow and James Vanderbeek amongst his clientele. So (laughs) Martha Louise plans to follow in uh, Prince Harry's footsteps and move to LA to be with her boyfriend saying, quote, when you meet your twin flame, you know, I have been lucky enough to have met mine. Shaman Direct has changed my life like he does with so many. He has made me realize that unconditional love actually exists here on this planet. He embraces all of me without question or fear. He makes me laugh more than anyone has the most profound wisdom to share and all the bits in between from the diversity of his being. I don't know what the diversity of his being means, but um, I feel so happy and blessed that he is my boyfriend. 
thank you, my love, for including me so generously into your family. I love you from this eternity to the next, end quote. So yeah, I mean, that's, there we go. So Martha Louise will be the third European royal that I can think of behind Princess Madeline of Sweden, who lives in Florida, and of course, Harry, to relocate to the U.S. You've got to find this article and read it, because this is just wild. Um, she's- Welcome to America. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to America, Martha Louise. I'm not sure if she's here yet, but she's she's planning to make the move. And finally, the royal family of Spain. My one to watch is the obvious choice, Queen Letizia, who is one of the most beautiful and fashionable royals alive. So now that you've had a primer on pretty much all of the royal families across Europe, with the exception of Liechtenstein, they say pretty under the radar. Don't be surprised if we cover them more in depth when we return from break. I'm kind of obsessed with all of them because I'm telling you, it's not just the British royal family that comes with the drama and the juice. There's plenty across Europe. So there is your primer on European royal families. We finally got to do this. I've wanted to do this for almost a, like probably all of 2021 so yeah it was, it was so much fun and I like hearing about them as well too I mean Europe to me there's so much history and there's so much to learn across Europe and um you know when we think about royals we often just stop at the British royal family but there's so much more out there so I hope um listeners are as interested in this as we are and if if you guys have thoughts, if there's anything specific you want to hear more about, or um, if there's something that you don't want us to cover, re reach out and let us know one way or the other. And we'll try to focus in on um, specific stories or, or takes on that that you guys are most interested in. And here's the thing about European royal families is Europe is not very big, right? And so right. all of these, and, and you know, I named every single one of the European royal families. There's maybe 10 or 11. Um and we didn't talk about Monaco and Sweden this time because we already did, but um, the, all of them know each other. It's like they, they, they're all like, cause nobody knows what it's like to be a Royal, like a Royal. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they all like, they, like, I remember a story from earlier this year, I think it was Denmark, Netherlands and Sweden had a video chat together. The families like they, I mean, these countries are all pretty close together and they have a shared experience. So we will for sure be covering the other Royal family. I mean, obviously our focus will always be the British Royal family, but we, we are podcast Royal, not podcast British Royal. So we're going to cover all of them. Cause I just think they're interesting. So anything else for episode 34? No, I feel like this flew by today. We had a, a quick, really, really good chat and I'm super excited already for what we have to come in the fall. Yeah. Um, so we will definitely miss our listeners over the next month, but we'll take some time to be with family and friends. I know I'm going to be traveling a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, we'll just we'll chill out and we'll definitely get caught up on the book club books. And <laughs> yes, everybody read these books. I, I, we wouldn't have picked them if they weren't really good. So 
enjoy and we will catch you lovely listeners on September 1st have a wonderful month of August and hey you know what you can do during you've got 31 days to do it follow us on Instagram <laughs> at podcast royal email us if you so desire at hello podcast royal at gmail.com we answer every email just for the record and don't forget to follow rate and review our podcast Thank you so much for tuning into episode 34 of Podcast Royal. The podcast is officially as old as we are, and that feels really good. And we love you listeners. Have a great break, and we'll see you in September. Bye. Bye. Bye.